So hands down, breakfast is the single meal that I get asked about most often. You don't buy cereal or toaster waffles or bagels and your toddler really eats broccoli for breakfast? Yes, she and we often eat broccoli for breakfast and a variety of other veggies, but it's not because I have magical superpowers. It's because we have normalized the practice of serving veggies first at most meals and that includes breakfast. And this was inspired by the French, French food culture. What you eat for breakfast can make or break your day. And here is why. Hey there, welcome back to the Earth Food First podcast. If you are here today, I just want to take a minute and really congratulate you for being someone who's willing to learn more about how food can protect our children's mental and physical health. I'm your host, Lindsay Navama, toddler mama, cookbook author, and certified integrative nutrition coach on a mission to reimagine America's kid food culture. So this is wild. Did you know kid food in the U.S. hasn't really changed much in over 50 years? So despite knowing so much more than we ever have about the role food plays in supporting good mental and physical health, very little of that information has actually helped us evolve in terms of our beliefs and habits about feeding kids. So this lack of progress in this area has basically landed us exactly where we are today. And where is that, you might ask? So here's the deal. You may or may not know, but since the 1980s, there has been a really consistent and sharp rise in children and teens experiencing preventable diseases like obesity, type 2 diabetes, and wait for it, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So researchers in the journal Clinical Liver Disease estimate that 5 to 10% of all U.S. children have non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, making it about as common as asthma. Today's overconsumption of sugar and processed foods combined with kids' more sedentary lifestyles as they are scrolling and scrolling on their screens can contribute to liver fat accumulation. And it's also important to note that a child can develop this without being overweight. So I would say that it is high time for a kid food culture revolution. As we begin reimagining current cultural food norms, it really helps to have sort of a framework that we can use to begin remodeling piece by piece. And for most kids, there are sort of three pillars when it comes to food during their day, right? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, as well as countless snacks. And that's another conversation for another episode. But I thought it would make sense to kind of begin deconstructing the one meal that seems to baffle parents the most when it comes to helping their kids adopt a more whole food lifestyle. And that meal is breakfast. In today's episode, you'll learn how what a child eats for breakfast can make or break their day, the magic recipe that helps breakfast promote focus, calmer moods, and more sustained energy, how current classic breakfast foods can make our kids crash, what kids eat for breakfast in countries where processed foods are not the king, why a savory breakfast can reduce sugar cravings, 
what kids ate before cereal was a thing, and seven veggie-packed earth food forward breakfasts that take just minutes to make. So hands down, breakfast is the single meal that I get asked about most often. You don't buy cereal, they asked, or toaster waffles or bagels, and your toddler really eats broccoli for breakfast? Yes, she and we often eat broccoli for breakfast and a variety of other veggies, but it's not because I have magical superpowers. It's because we have normalized the practice of serving veggies first at most meals, and that includes breakfast. And this was inspired um, by the French French food culture. And I think we've all heard this phrase, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. But I vote that we change that to what you eat for breakfast can make or break your day. And here is why. I like to think of food as a tool because that's exactly how our body sees it. When we use the right tools, our body is far more likely to work smoothly and work correctly. So when we eat foods that work for us, breakfast can balance our blood sugar, create stable energy, increase focus, and reduce sugar cravings throughout the day. But certain foods can actually work against us, causing our blood sugar to spike, which means an eventual crash. And that's when moodiness, low energy, and lack of focus can become a problem. So what is the magic recipe to ensure that breakfast actually delivers better focus, calmer moods, and more sustained energy? Here it is. About one part healthy fats, one part clean protein, and two parts complex carbohydrates. These ratios are approximate and obviously vary per individual, but that gives you a good guide. So I like to take this a step further by using the FAB4 formula created by clinical nutritionist and celebrity health coach Kelly Levesque, who recommends that meals, including breakfast, contain fat, fiber, greens, and protein. I love this because she specifies greens, which most of us, and especially kids, do not get enough of, um, as well as fiber, which can come from plant sources like quinoa, vegetables, and fruit. So refined carbohydrates, such as bread and bagels and the boxed cereals, are technically considered a macronutrient, but they often lack fiber, which our bodies so desperately need. We hear a lot about fiber, but what exactly makes it so important? So fiber is an unsung hero. It can definitely help avoid constipation, which is critical for good gut health. It can balance our blood sugar, which can reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes, obesity, heart disease, and high cholesterol. That is a lot of bang for your buck, so we want to keep the fiber high. So how does this magic micronutrient recipe actually translate to food on your plate? Don't worry, I'm giving you a seven-day breakfast plan example in the show notes. Okay, we have unpacked what kind of breakfast can truly support our kids' mental and physical health. So now let's think about a typical kids' breakfast in America. What comes to mind? I did an Instagram poll and most people said cereal, toast, bagels and cream cheese, frozen waffles, pancakes, muffins, fruit yogurt, some said bacon and eggs. And so most of us think of these 
these specific items and we've come to lean on the same few options. But what you might notice is missing, vegetables. No one mentioned those. Um, we're not here to judge that, we're just here to notice. So around the world, many cultures incorporate vegetables during the first meal of the day. Remember, whatever we normalize does become normal. So let's do a little globetrotting to countries where eating vegetables and mainly savory whole foods at breakfast is their norm. Okay, our first stop is Japan. So in that country, a typical breakfast is centered around steam rice and miso, but they have lots of vegetables as well. So they have seaweed and steamed or sauteed greens, pickled veggies, sometimes they have grilled fish, um, and then they also serve something called tamagoyaki, which is like a lightly sweet egg omelet. Let's travel to South Korea. Here, breakfasts commonly feature a range of vegetables, including kimchi, which is fermented cabbage, various types of seasoned vegetable side dishes, and sometimes steamed or stir-fried vegetables. Over in India, they have breakfast options like dosa, which is a fermented savory crepe, as well as uh, fluffy savory rice cakes. And then um, sometimes they serve like a thick porridge made from semolina flour or rice flour. And these are often served with chutneys made from vegetables like coconut, coriander, tomato, and mint. You might also find them eating something like a vegetable-filled flatbread. All right, next on to Mexico. So you're not gonna get as many vegetables here, but they do a great job of keeping breakfast foods mainly savory, so meaning salt forward versus sweet forward. And starting the day with a savory meal versus a sweet meal can really help to keep sugar cravings lower all day long. So think breakfast burritos or tacos filled with vegetables like peppers, onions, and avocados, and maybe uh, huevos rancheros with eggs on top of corn tortillas, salsa, and guacamole. All right, our final stop is in Turkey, where breakfast often includes a spread of various dishes, including fresh vegetables like tomatoes, cucumbers, peppers, and olives. These are typically served alongside like some cheese, bread, and sometimes eggs. We know other people are doing this around the world, right? It's possible. How do we take our comfortable and yes, often quick and convenient breakfast norms here in the US and reinvent them to better serve not only the day long, but lifelong health of our kids? Listen, I get it. That early but incredibly important meal of the day is often prepared by half awake humans, including myself, just trying to do our best. And unfortunately, it's a meal that is eaten so often while we're rushing out the door or, as happens more than I care to admit, in the car on our way to school. Granted, it's in a bento box, which makes me feel a little less guilty about the mobile meal, but nonetheless, it tends to be a rushed meal during the week. So at this point, you might be wondering, Lindsay, if mornings are already rushed, how in the world can we consistently offer whole food breakfasts with a veggie starter course? I get that that sounds impossible, but I promise you it is possible. If you stick with me today, I will show you exactly how. 
And rest assured, I am not about to tell you to get up an hour early or even 30 minutes early because let me be clear, I am not a member of the 5 a.m. club. I do want to be when I grow up, but today as it stands, not a member. So instead, I've devised a breakfast routine with whole food options that not only let me actually offer usually a small vegetable course, like four to five days a week on that, um, but also can be served in a matter of minutes, similar to cereal, toast, or like instant oatmeal, right? These are quick. The key is they rely on about one hour of prep work twice a week. Before I dive into the details of conquering the earth food forward breakfast, let's just take a minute to ask the question, what exactly did kids eat for breakfast BC? That's before cereal. Prior to the early 20th century, variations of porridge, biscuits, bread, dairy, meat, and eggs were the go-to breakfast for both kids and adults. Since America's inception, our mainstream food culture, including breakfast, has really never made veggies the star of the show, which is absolutely a topic we'll tackle in another episode. While these pre-cereal breakfasts were not brimming with veggies, they were at least fairly whole food forward and low in sugars. The first American breakfast cereal was invented around 1863 by Dr. John Harvey Kellogg, who created granula, it was later named granola, a dry baked cereal made from wheat. The doctor was well-intentioned in this. He actually developed it as a nutritious and easily digestible food for patients at the Battle Creek, Michigan Sanitarium, which was a world-renowned health resort where Kellogg promoted a vegetarian diet and healthy lifestyle practices. So ironically, the first cereal ever was actually invented to improve our health. Over time, what has happened? Cereal has become sweeter and sweeter by the year. Um, all of a sudden, manufacturers realized that by adding sugar, it was more enticing to not only adults, but obviously also kids. In the 1950s, Kellogg's created Frosted Flakes. During the 1960s and 1970s, brands like Lucky Charms, Tricks, Cocoa Puffs joined children's tables across America with colorful shapes, sweet flavors, and added sugars to appeal to children, along with Pop-Tarts, toaster strudels, and other highly sugared processed products marketed as perfect breakfast foods for kids. And before I get a bunch of angry DMs from cereal lovers, let me say this. I grew up loving cereal. I spent an entire week at tennis camp only eating Lucky Charms because my parents weren't there. My cookbook, Hungry for Harbor Country, even has a vegan cereal milk ice cream highlighting Lucky Charms um, that was inspired by Chef Christina Tosi from Milk Bar. So I know that cereal is delicious. The problem is it's become a mainstay that is not serving our children's health. So today there are absolutely better brands, better for you brands like Lovebird and Seven Sundays. Those are two of my favorites. Um, I'm not saying no cereal ever, but I am saying I want to empower you with whole food breakfast options that effectively boost our kids' moods, balance blood sugar, and elevate their focus. In the past five years, I have worked 
really hard to create breakfasts that are convenient, but also provide my daughter and my husband and myself with an earth food forward start to the day that includes vegetables and typically no added sugars. And in fact, I aim to make savory breakfast as much as possible since having, like I said, the savory breakfast that's higher in protein and fat and fiber can really help to reduce those sugar cravings throughout the day. So here are four reasons why savory breakfasts help reduce those sugar cravings. One, they balance blood sugar. So savory breakfast options tend to be lower in sugar and refined carbohydrates compared to sweet breakfasts like pastries or sugary cereals. And consuming a meal that's lower in sugar can help prevent rapid spikes and crashes in blood sugar levels, which is what actually contributes to those cravings for sugars later in the day. Two, feeling satiated and full. Savory breakfasts often contain more protein, healthy fats, and fiber-rich foods like vegetables and whole grains, and these all promote feelings of being full and satisfied throughout the day. When you're full and you're satisfied, guess what? You're not reaching in uh, for a cookie or something. You're not having that sugar craving because your body feels like it has the nutrients it needs. Number three, stable energy levels. This is so massive, especially for our children who are learning to manage their emotions. They're just learning how to be in the world. If we can help them stabilize their energy and their moods, it's so massive. So eating these balanced, savory breakfasts can provide sustained energy throughout the morning. And again, it goes back to the fact that because they have the nutrient building blocks they need to have that sustained energy. And this helps prevent those dips in energy, which is what might trigger cravings for a sugary snack or a sugary drink as a quick pick-me-up. And then the final one, number four, improved taste palate. And this one's interesting. So consuming Savory flavors in the morning can help satisfy taste preferences for savory foods, reducing the desire for sweets later in the day. This might actually help train the palate to appreciate a wider range of flavors and reduce the reliance on sugary foods for taste satisfaction. There are many flavors that are not sweet, right? There's bitter and nutty and fatty and salty and spicy and tangy and earthy. Those are so many flavors that you can get in a savory breakfast. But when we have a sweet breakfast, it's kind of just one note, right? So these savory breakfasts do a great job to help our kids expand their palates. I think by now you are probably picking up what I am putting down. What our kids eat for breakfast regularly absolutely matters. And when we focus on eating earth foods first with complex carbohydrates, clean proteins, and fiber and healthy fats, we can help better protect and support young bodies, moods, and minds. How do I start? How do I begin? Don't worry, I got you. I'm about to share all of the top breakfasts that are in my kitchen on rotation every single week. And you can grab all of these recipes as well as my free seven-day Earth Food First breakfast plan in the show notes. 
All of these meals are going to have your veggie, your protein, your healthy fat, and your fiber and complex carbohydrate. So let's just start with a couple veggie examples. I will do quick pickled cucumbers. I will do roasted carrots or raw carrots with cinnamon. Uh, frozen peas that I mix with a little bit of ghee or uh, possibly olive oil or avocado oil and some salts. And then finally, sometimes I'll do like a quick Greek salad with tomatoes and cucumbers. If I have olives, I will throw them in there um, and some feta cheese. Now let's talk about protein and fat. A lot of times this will come from the same source. For example, I will serve hard boiled eggs. I also have a one minute egg omelet. Now some of the recipes that I have actually will cover three or four of your bases. The high protein pancakes are a showstopper. They cover your veggie, your fat, your complex carbohydrate, and your protein all in one recipe. Those are some of my favorite. I probably serve those at least twice a week. You make them in a blender and they are so simple, full of whole foods, really nutrient rich. I also will do things to cover the fiber and complex carb like a sweet potato cereal instead of like a regular oatmeal. Um, I do a quinoa and plain yogurt porridge. This is incredible because it has lots of fiber, lots of protein, and Stella absolutely loves it, but it still has zero added sugars. We'll top it with some seeds and nuts and cinnamon, maybe add a little vanilla extract. Um, another one of her favorites is we'll do avocado toast, but I just urge you, if at all possible, to find a local source for bread. Um, if you can buy like a grain-free bread or a bread that has lots of nuts and seeds in it, um, bread can be great when it is minimally processed. So those are just some of the recipes that you will get in the seven-day Earth Food First breakfast plan that, again, you can grab it in the show notes, um, the link, and you will not be alone. I will walk on this journey with you. Now you might be wondering, how does sweet potato cereal come together in just 10 minutes? Because you're not just pouring it out of a box and you would be correct. Here's exactly how. This is what my week looks like. So typically on Sundays and Wednesdays, I spend just one hour prepping these items to have on tap for breakfast all week long. And that is what allows me to get the breakfast on the table within 10 minutes. So same time as it might take to toast some waffles or toast the bagel and cream cheese, but you're giving your children these nutrient rich meals. So that is my secret. I am not a meal prepper, but when it comes to breakfast, those two hours, they change everything. And there you have it. That is breakfast beyond the bagel and outside of the cereal box. So some of you might be thinking, sounds great, but my kids won't eat most of those things. Totally get it. That's okay. Here's my recommendation. Start with one Earth Food Forward breakfast a week. So do it gradually, eventually move up to two. Also let your kids help you on meal prep days. Let them um, look at the recipe options, maybe help you select one and um, communicate with them, right? I always say it's important to talk about the why behind the try. Why are we trying this? And kids are so smart and we often just don't give them enough credit. I've been educating my daughter since she was two years old and could talk um, about why 
we prioritize earth foods for our bodies. So don't be afraid to share with them what you're learning on this podcast and really include them in the conversation because they really resonate with being included and it means so much to them and it'll, it'll help you immensely. I'm really hoping that this episode has left you feeling empowered to start serving some more earth food forward breakfasts. There are many good things to be found in the show notes, including uh, links to my favorite breakfast seasonings, some of my favorite breakfast products. And again, um, there is that free uh, seven-day Earth Food First breakfast plan, and you can also get the link to grab all of the recipes that I use week in and week out on rotation. Um, I promise they'll be super, super helpful. Once again, I just want to thank you so much for spending time with me today, for listening, for caring, and for being bold in the face of change. If you enjoyed and learned something from this episode, it would just mean the world if you would follow, rate, and review our new podcast. Also, feel free to share the Earth Food First podcast with your favorite mamas, papas, and anyone who cares about kids' true wealth, which is their health. You can find more Earth Food First goodness on Instagram at Earth Food First, and I'll see you back here soon. Bon appetit!